Welcome to the first episode of Raise the Bar, the new podcast from Next Chapter Ventures. I'm Amanda Williams, your host, and the strategy lead here at NC Raise, a membership platform for female founders with a very simple mission, get them funded faster. Women are running successful businesses, tech startups, consultancies, agencies, e-commerce shops, side hustles, and full-time pursuits, one-woman bands, and fast-growing empires. However, statistics show that female-led businesses are less likely to get funded and less likely to seek funding in the first place. This severely limits their business's potential for growth and impact. Why is this a particular problem with female founders? Are investors just biased? Does the system not work for women? Or are women founders not working hard enough? Well, we know it's certainly not that last one. Failure to invest in women is not a new problem, and it is not limited to one market or one region. However, there have been painfully few attempts at a practical, sustainable solution. Luckily for all of us, Nicole Denholder has found one. Nicole is launching NC Raise this month, an online membership platform to give female founders the right tools to plan and execute their funding pathways and rally those that are working to change the system to work better for female founders. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks, Amanda. And it's exciting to be recording our first podcast episode and launching Next Chapter Raise membership platform this month. It's been a long time coming, but really, really excited to see how it's all turning out. And let's talk about the problem that you're solving first. You really decided to take on a tricky one, didn't you? I think we can all agree that startups and small businesses are the lifeblood of the economy and that restricting 50% of the population from growing these businesses is bad for all of us. So how bad is it out there for a female founder? So the most recent statistics around female funding really make for some dismal reading and say it all. Only 2% of VC capital went all female founding teams. Only 7% of VC partners are women. And women typically start with 50% less capital than men. I mean, these are pretty big numbers. And they haven't moved substantially over the past decade, even though there has been an increased focus on female founders. And it doesn't just apply to equity investment, but you can see the funding struggle across the lending and crowdfunding landscape as well. And only recently there was a report from HSBC that showed on average, women globally put US $142,000 of their own money into their businesses. Now this has mirrored my own experience of meeting women seeking funding, but this is once they've exhausted their own savings first. And what it often means is they start outside fundraising just too late and miss key capital injections for growth early on. And it also limits business growth. So very few businesses can achieve their full potential by bootstrapping alone. So financing, whether it's debt or equity or some alternative options, is what allows them to expand, enter new markets, take on staff or invest in R&D. And overall, this stops us from seeing more visible female entrepreneur role models. And studies show that if we can't see it, then we don't believe we can be it. So true. We definitely need those role models out there. So is it just a matter of injecting more capital into the system? Will that do it for us? No, more money won't solve this. There is bias, conscious and unconscious throughout the system. And secondly, most women have to balance their businesses with caring or multiple responsibilities. So businesses have leaned into flexible working, but you find few accelerators or incubators have followed suit. 
Um, you're also seeing that studies have shown significant bias against women, and that's both in debt and equity financing. And it's hard to believe that up until the late 80s, women-led businesses seeking a loan still needed a male to act as a guarantor in the US. And there's also some of this bias that's unconscious. So Dana Kantz at the London Business School did a study of venture capital funds. And regardless of whether a man or woman was asking, they asked positive growth questions to male founders and negative risk prevention questions to female founders. And the study also found that each additional prevention question asked, now this is regardless of the gender of the founder, resulted in an average of US $3.8 million less offered in total funding. So what you find is this unconscious bias in questioning style really kind of directly impacts women's funding success. And there are things that we'll be doing at Next Chapter Raise to train women on how to approach this negative questioning, but also investors need to acknowledge their bias and change their process to level the playing field. Now, additionally, the startup and the investment world hasn't been too structured to support some of the specific needs of women founders. And investors like to believe the startup myth of teams of entrepreneurs locking themselves away and working around the clock to turn their investment into profits. But that singular focus is simply not possible for women who have any type of caring or other responsibilities. And these responsibilities also mean that there are more female sole founders. So investors or lenders are quick to write these women off as either, you know, this key man risk or lack of commitment concept. And this is where the bias is not so unconscious, but it truly is unfounded. What we're also finding is most incubator and accelerator programs require people to relocate to join. And this just isn't possible for women who have all these responsibilities. And that could be one benefit coming out of COVID-19 is we're already seeing some accelerators go virtual, which means you know, possibly more opportunities for women to apply to them. So from our perspective, the system really needs reform and investors and lenders need to be made aware of their biases and adjust their own behaviors and ways of working. And the system needs to acknowledge that, you know, responsibilities make women more organized and focused and really can remove the barriers that exist. Well said. I mean, I think that's why, you know, it's so crucial that that NC Rays will be providing advice and support to investor change makers who are committed to this reform and really, you know, really acknowledging, you know, what it is they're doing wrong and how they can better support female founders in future. On future podcasts, we'll promote best practice and celebrate organizations and investors that are really leading the way to a more equitable system. So we'll be working, you know, on changing the system, but that's going to take some time. And we know there are plenty of businesses out there right now who need investment. So they're going to have to work within the current system. So what are the things that these female founders can do to improve their chances of success? Okay, so, you know, as we've said before, there's been a, you know, a lot of research done by banks and government agencies on the problem of getting more women funded. And I've been involved in, you know, some of the one-off events that result from these reports. And events and mentoring are nice, but after talking to dozens of female founders, it's become clear to me that a more holistic approach is needed. And female founders need three things to get funded faster. It's simply, you know, upskilling their knowledge and their training, um, a supportive community, and thirdly, access to investors. Okay. All right. That's pretty straightforward. Now, all right, let's, let's dig into this kind of upskilling, this idea of the kind of really the knowledge, the training. I mean, obviously there are some courses out there already, but 
what is it that women need a little bit differently? So as we've established, you know, female founders are fighting against a bias system. So they do need to be overprepared. And it isn't just knowing more about funding, but it's building confidence, it's developing a clear funding path that's tied to their business growth. So the training and upskilling of women, their need really goes beyond a single course of seminar. And what you find is that business financing comes with its own language, its own set of rules. And to those on the outside, it can be really intimidating. And it seems so much easier to bootstrap and just not worry about it. But the reality is female founders need to have a good grounding in these fundamentals of financing to take away that anxiety and really just understanding what all the funding options are, what they need to do, where to find the information, how to get started. Um, you know, that may not be specific just to female founders, but we do see a need to make that information more accessible to female founders. It's also shown that women, especially women already outside of their comfort zone, will struggle with this. So we need to get women to feel like equals or at least appear confident when sitting across the table from investors and capital institutions. And I don't think that comes down to just confidence, but it's about knowledge and familiarity with their subject. So true. You know, and for so many first time entrepreneurs, you know, there is no familiarity with the subject of fundraising. I mean, I remember my first fundraise. Uh, the scariest thing was just receiving that due diligence checklist. I had no idea what half the documents were and how they would be used to assess our business. Uh, it was seriously intimidating. I'm sure the platform's insights into the process of fundraising, into how lawyers think, how accountants think, how other entrepreneurs have, have gone through the process before, all of that should certainly increase confidence levels for our members. Okay, so let's talk about community now. Why is community so important for female founders? Well, what we're seeing is that with social media and e-commerce, we know women seek support and they take advice from their peers. And having a community of women in the same boat to learn from, to share with, you know, really to have a safe space to ask questions is key to building funding confidence. And a trusted community will make the funding journey much smoother. You know, peers can recommend advisors, lawyers, accountants, and investors, but they can also point out which pitfalls to avoid. And so what I find is everyone can contribute to lifting each other up and really growing further, and, and we hope much faster. And then also you find a community is um, important for women because many female entrepreneurs, as we've mentioned, are sole founders. And being a sole founder, and I know this, can be quite lonely and as funding takes a long time and be quite stressful for a sole founder to do alone. And I've talked to a lot of women who have experienced that. So that's why our community will give them, you know, a trusted, regular sounding board and support when they need it. And this support can also save them hundreds or thousands of dollars rather than seeking one-off external support or advisors who have to kind of get to know you over and over again. First-hand experience, you can't beat it. It's absolutely essential for, for entrepreneurs who, you know, as you say, often are, you know, sole founders going through this alone. You know, it, it is a lonely journey. So, yeah, so I think that the platform that you've put together Really, you know, that idea of community kind of comes through again and again, you know, with the forums, with the, the group coaching. And so plenty of opportunities for founders to connect. And hopefully on future podcasts very soon, we'll start sharing founder stories and investor stories to really try to get as much authenticity of that experience through to listeners. All right. So 
we've gone through the upskilling, the importance of upskilling, the importance of community. Um, now let's talk about access. I suppose this one's a bit, bit more obvious. You know, if you're looking for funding, you need access to investors. So let's talk a little bit about how women get around this kind of boys club that is equity investment. What we need to remember is that access just isn't about meeting more investors. It's about figuring out the right money for you. And, you know, we need to move on from this myth that there's only equity investment and getting that validates your business. Now, this belief may apply more as your business goes up the hockey stick, you know, where you kind of have some fast growth. But when you're in the early stages, there are many types of funding and many types of funders. And female founders who are time poor, you know, they do need better ways to sift through what's available so that they can focus their energy in the right places. And, you know, this particularly applies to sole founders. So we also need to get investors to think through their side of the access equation. There are women to invest in, but unfortunately, the current approach isn't attracting them. And we've heard that directly from investors. And they're also looking, you know, investors, accelerators, corporate sponsors, they're looking to work with more female founders. But the existing deal flow they're finding isn't attracting them. And that's because they, they work through three mechanisms. You know, firstly, it's often through warm referrals, which women um, often aren't part of that cycle. Pitch events that they, the women don't want to join and networking, which they often don't have time to join. And there's also the other issue around the power of language and images. And research shows, you know, in the human resource space, in the um, actual investing space, that certain words and descriptions simply don't appeal to women. And we want to highlight this and work with organizations to improve, you know, their language and, you know, how are they marketing to engage with women? So we feel the access about, you know, changing that traditional deal flow pipeline, you know, some of those mechanisms we've talked to, but also the language so that we can make it more inviting for women and help women understand, you know, exactly what they're looking for and how to find it. Absolutely. You know, founders often complain about not meeting enough investors. You know, it is so much more than a numbers game, right? It is, you know, you've got to be prepared. You've got to target the right investors for you. You know, you're going to be working with them for quite some time. So you've got to like them um, and you've got to know that they're right for your business. Right? Too often, you know, entrepreneurs treat funding as a bit of a knee jerk reaction. I'm running out of money. I've got to go pitch to as many people as possible. And if I just see enough people, I'll eventually get the money. But a bit of planning, a bit of research, you know, really understanding what is it that you're looking for, talking to your community, getting that feedback. That's how you make the, the process less painful and get access to smart money, not just any money. Hopefully, you know, we can be that bridge between women and the right funders out there. It's a very simple mission we have, right? Helping female founders Absolutely. get funded faster. <laughs> very, very Absolutely, simple. So yeah. shouldn't be too difficult, right? <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, with with the uh, the NC Rays membership platform providing this knowledge, community access, you know, you've got a clear path really on how to achieve that mission. But it's not how you got started. It isn't the first thing that you've been doing in this space. Um, I think it'd be great if you could share a little bit about kind of your own founder journey. Okay, so I launched Next Chapter. Um, you know, firstly, is a crowdfunding platform in Hong Kong in 2016. And I was meeting so many impressive female entrepreneurs you know, across this wide range of industries, but a lot of them hadn't reached their potential and that quite frustrated me. So it wasn't that the ideas weren't good or even about the execution, but the reason they were stuck or they experienced this slow growth is because they lacked the capital really to expand their business and they just weren't sure where or how to get it. 
And so um, what we found is that crowdfunding was a solution that we could offer, but it isn't right for every business and depending on your stage and what your goals are. And so I wanted to find another way to support all these female entrepreneurs that, you know, wanted to get funding that they needed to grow their business. And secondly, we found that a lot of women who had successfully crowdfunded were now asking, I need to get you know, additional funding. Where can I find that? Now, before you started hanging out with entrepreneurs, you were a top-notch management consultant. Why don't you share a bit about how you're taking that corporate skill set that you have into the world of entrepreneurs? I know so many women out there who have just started their businesses are you know, jumping ship from corporate. And so I'm sure they'd love to hear how you uh, transfer those skills. My project management days, you know, in my corporate background, you know, I recognize that there's many individual tasks and that a clear plan can make things run quite smoothly. And so where we're seeing lots of organizations offering mentor programs or workshops or one-off grants to help entrepreneurs fundraise, you know, I think that's great. But we want to talk about the fundraising journey because it's a long, complex journey and it does require a solid plan versus one-off activities. And female founders need support throughout the entire journey. And that support also needs to fit around their schedules. So, you know, Next Chapter Raise is a platform where female founders can upskill with the funding tools, you know, the templates at their own pace. Um, they can speak to their community, peers and mentors in, you know, what we feel is a safe space and access investors who are motivated to support women-led businesses. Now, feedback is it maps the realities of life while running a business. And I couldn't be more excited about, I'm gonna say pun intended, our next chapter is Asia's first dedicated community bringing together you know, female founders with savvy investors and advisors. Not a bad next chapter at all. Hmm. And, you know, your your origin story, you know, to me, it's it's a great example of really focusing in on the problem, looking at it from all angles and putting together a simple, comprehensive solution. Some people might think this is a crazy time to start a new business, but, you know, there's never a perfect time. And I think it's great that you've decided to just get started despite the current challenges you know, so many startups and small businesses really need creative funding support right now. As the platform gets up and running, you know, what can people expect? So I've just talked about this journey. So the platform's been designed to support female founders throughout their fundraising journey. And that's from deciding what finance is right for your business through to negotiating terms and reporting to your investors. It's really been designed to help women prepare for fundraising with confidence and learn how to secure the right money for their businesses. Um, so our offerings based around three pillars, education, community and access. So for education, you know, chances are, you know, some, but not all of the fundraising fundamentals and the processes involved in that. So we're going to teach our founders this through, you know, our online courses, resources, masterclass sessions, podcasts. We've got curated interviews and a, and a newsroom with, you know, recent fun, female funding information that will get our founders up the investment curve, regardless of what type of capital that might be. And the training is self-directed, so you can fit it around your schedule, you know, and start at the very beginning or drill down into the areas you know less about. So for our community, you know, women are social creatures and you might have already, you might already have a mentor, but it's just important to have that community feedback and support and really learn from others' experiences. You know, we talked earlier about that concept of, you know, kind of learning from someone who's done it before. 
And our experts, investor in residence, our entrepreneur in residence, and our de dedicated discussion forums will give founders that opportunity to ask questions. Um, we keep mentioning a safe space, you know, somewhere to learn from others and hopefully avoid pitfalls or delays that other female founders have experienced. And our third pillar is you know, access to investors. And we're not only considering the angel and venture capital community, but in addition to that, we'll be building relationships across all types of capital opportunities, such as lending, grants, accelerators, competitions, and crowdfunding. So these can all be part of expanding a business faster. So the first step is getting clarity in exactly what type of financing and kind of what type of funder is right for you. And you know, that will be through the help of our masterclasses and our experts in residence. And excitingly, this is all going to be supported by a live funding calendar, which is going to have up-to-date listings on different funding options available. And in the future, we also will offer alternatives to pitch events and other ways of connecting our members with motivated investors. The aim is for our platforms really demystify the funding process and provide all the tools, support and encouragement that we feel is required to get women, you know, just to go after that funding in the first place and to be much more successful at it. But I would point out our goal is not to overwhelm our members. You know, we want to present and communicate information so they can decide if it applies to their business now or is something that they want to work towards. You know, everything's tying back to this fundraising plan or fundraising journey and, you know, mapping our support to their business stage, their life circumstances and their growth goals. Bringing all of these resources together in one place, you know, building up that network of interested investors, you know, who are aware and really looking for really dynamic, exciting female-led businesses really will be game-changing for the many time-strapped entrepreneurs out there. And, you know, the hope is obviously to help lots of these businesses grow. You know, yeah. have you thought about how you want to measure that impact? What is success for you? Our bold vision is really when a female founder thinks about funding, they think next chapter raise. So our listeners might be thinking, okay, but what does that mean? Well, when female founders know that Next Chapter Raise is the go-to place to access resources and funding through the pillars I mentioned, you know, our curated knowledge, community, and capital relationships. But also supporting that, we want to be seen as another go-to place, but this time for the investors, partners, and corporates who want to tackle the issue of bias, and we want to help them better understand how to invest in women. You know, we see this as a win-win for everyone. And if I talk numbers, uh, we all love numbers. You know, our goal is for our community to raise US $50 million over the next five years. You know, we've had a great start as our community and alumni through crowdfunding, events, training have already raised nearly US $3 million. Well, excellent. You are off to a great start. Well, hopefully uh, it won't take too long to hit that $50 million. I think that's a, I think it's a, it's an audacious goal, but it's certainly an achievable audacious goal. So Thank you so much for taking the time to really explain to us the kind of next chapter raise concept and really talk through how you intend to help female founders get funded faster. Thanks to all of you for listening. Please join us for future episodes where we will share the latest stories of fundraising success and failure direct from female founders themselves. We'll also speak with investors, lawyers, and accountants who are trying to level the playing field for women. Our aim is to inspire, empower, and celebrate the contribution female founders are making. Until next time, please join us at nextchapterraise.com and follow us on social. Stay well.